0: This podcast replay is brought to you by Welton Rayom. Call for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Welton Rayom handles property damage claims due to a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. 954-966-4646. There he is, locked and loaded and ready to go. How you doing, bro? How's your Bitcoin bag?
1: Oh, see, I'm missing out on all that. Uh, you, you had to throw those numbers out, out there right before I got on. So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah n- n- now that so we were, was definitely hitting you.
0: We were talking before you were on. on it, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> are you kidding me, dude? The way the market is going, I mean, you know, it's yeah. we're 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 loving life right now, bro. Right now, it's uh, things are uh, as they say, out of control, my friend. Bitcoin over 57. We'll be at 60,000 soon. We're off and running, bro. We're off and running. As I told Steve Calibro from Hylia Park, uh, I told him this time next year, we'll be talking about $100,000 Bitcoin. And so it's hard for people to understand that, but it's going to happen. How about Jonathan Jensen? He says, My 22 year old son has two full Bitcoins. Any suggestions on his plans going forward since he bought? way back in 2018 so he got it real cheap hold forever i know you're not a financial advisor lol uh yes you hold forever uh you don't sell your bitcoin okay you sell all the altcoins bitcoin you hold on forever he's going to become jonathan his own bank um he will be able to lend out money and he's the one that's going to be getting all the interest and he's the one that's going to get all the leverage so yes you hold on to your bitcoin my friend yes you do not. Uh, and make sure he has it on a cold storage wallet. He's young, so he's probably way ahead of you. And he probably gets it because younger people get it. It's older people like me that are completely lost and intimidated. But make sure, please, he, he has it in a cold storage wallet that he's not keeping his Bitcoins on an exchange. That would be my suggestion, sir. But definitely hang on to it because it's going to grow like out of control. So anyway, how you feeling, my man? You feeling good? Doing well over
1: here at the Indiana Convention Center. Just got in uh, to Indianapolis yesterday and uh, first day out here at media availabilities. So uh, Mike McDaniel speaking later today. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get his first comments uh, in uh, almost two months. No, a month and a half uh, uh, since the end of the season. So, um, yeah, a, a lot will be uh, going on this week here at the Combine. I would
0: imagine a, a lot of uh, Weaver talk, uh, a lot about the uh, coaches that he added. I would imagine there's going to be a lot of those questions.
1: Sure, yeah. Coaching staff and then uh, this time of year always a primer going into free agency and obviously the Dolphins have the big decision to make on Christian Wilkins coming up. March 5th deadline if they do decide to franchise tag him and then uh, obviously trying to work out a deal uh, and then uh, a, a lot of uh, other storylines going into to free agency and then uh, obviously this is the Combine so the uh, bottom line they're here to see prospects so uh, maybe some some draft outlook as well, where, where the Dolphins still do have a first-round pick uh, going into the final two months leading up to the draft.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I, I they they definitely have the pick, but they also uh, have options, and that's the good thing. They're going to have uh, flexibility, which I think uh, you're you're not into the cap crisis thing anymore, right? We're done with that, right? We're we passed that. The
1: cap no, and crisis. especially especially the Dolphins got great news on was it Friday. With uh with where the new cap uh, stands uh, at that number two fifty five point four, which is uh or, which is higher than expected. So, uh yeah, actually now the dolphins are are going into like this twenty seven over the cap range, uh, especially after the other moves. Emmanuel Ogba. Xavier Howard money doesn't hit until post June one, but. Uh, just great news that the Dolphins got. I, I saw uh, one tweet from, uh, from Jocelyn Anderson saying that a source told her uh, this is the Taylor Swift uh, surplus money. So it, it's, it, with, with the league doing great business, then the salary cap goes up and um, a pleasant surprise for a lot of teams, but especially the Dolphins who were in this cap crisis going into the year. And then now that's a difference of $12 million from uh, where we thought they were going to stand to to where they do.
0: Yeah. So I think uh, everything will be very workable, you know, when it's uh, when it's all said and done. Um, I am yeah, even now, more so, even more so than before, which already I, was workable. And I know the other report, and and I do trust Dan Graziano is one of those guys I do trust. The only thing is, I have to still see it to believe it that they're going. I because I, I think there's because of the cap space. I think there's a chance they could tag him and hold him for one more year and kind of a dick move of not giving him a long-term contract. What I still don't believe is there will be a long-term contract. But because of Friday's actions, I still think they can make all their moves and tag Wilkins if they felt like it now, something I don't think they could have done before Friday's news. But now with Friday's news, I think there's still a chance they could tag them and hold on to them to make a run for one more year. Your thoughts on that on tag yeah. or actually getting a long-term contract.
1: Yeah. I think you go to the negotiating table and then if Christian Wilkins number and the Dolphins number, then they still can't make progress and, and get somewhere close to, to a deal. Then y- you proceed with the franchise tag, especially with the news that you have more of that flexibility for 2024. So, uh, yeah, you, you can afford that $22 million tag, uh, go for it. And then, uh, you have him for at least one more year and it's not really his decision. It's the, the team decision. And then you hold off on, uh, on your long-term plans with him, if, especially if you can't reach that number. So I would say try to first. And then if, uh, that number, uh, if you can't settle on, on the, the number that suits both sides, then go ahead and franchise tag. him. that's, that's uh that's your option. That that would that's the best player to utilize the tag on. And it's really the only player that's uh that's up for it for the Dolphins. So uh go ahead and move forward with it. Uh
0: when you uh when you what'd you what'd you think of the Tyreek Hill comments on taking up karate and MMA and all that kind of stuff? I, I you know the fighting and all that, I think that's just him clowning around, to be quite honest. He won't be able to do it anyways in the NFL, but uh, bottom line, which I, I, I actually think that's a good thing for him to practice other things. I, if it can help him hang on to the ball especially, that would be nice.
1: Yeah, okay, so uh, so refresh my memory on on what what it is.
0: The Tyreek Hill, uh, what did he say exactly? He was on a podcast, and he says that he's adding to his off-season regimen karate and MMA. You haven't seen this?
1: No, no. This is the first I hear it.
0: Okay, all right. So yeah, it. okay so. and then he joked around about taking on Jake Paul and talking <laughs> talking to Dana White about getting in the ring, which it's really an octagon, but whatever. Um, so yeah, but to me that was kind of him clowning around in the uh, in the podcast. So that's why I wanted to ask you because I actually think um, working out in other ways than whatever you sport you play in, I think it's a positive because it works other muscles and, and 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 hand-eye coordination sometimes becomes even better when you're doing other things outside of what you normally do every day. So to me, I find it as a positive that he's going to do, you know, something like that, adding karate and MMA to his regimen. Yeah, they say that for
1: kids growing up all the time, you know, don't focus on a sport, uh, let yourself develop in various sports and then you can and then later on, you could focus in on on whatever you're best at, where wherever you have the the most tools to to move forward and, and advance through levels. And uh, yeah, well, now for Tyreek Hill, you always have to take what he says with a grain of salt. He, he clowns around a lot uh, in, in in interviews. Uh, sometimes you, you can't tell when he's being sarcastic, when he's really being genuine with, with what he's saying. Uh, so I'd have to hear the tone in in how he said it. But uh, hey, it's uh, like Tua did jujitsu last year. It's uh, I guess everyone's trying their different martial arts uh, to work out different muscles and build different muscle memory.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, and the martial arts does, you know, he does have a lot of contact, so maybe that will help him. And maybe also body control in the air that might also help you a, a little bit more in those areas. So to me, I found it to be a, a positive. Uh, the other thing that came out and everybody got on top of it, the jets are releasing Lake and Tomlinson. And obviously he was with the Niners and, McDaniel was with the Niners and, you know, they've had their guard issues, especially on the left side. Uh, I, you know, I, Isaiah Wynn was looking good, so he is going to come back and hopefully he can, you know, start to build on what he was doing last year. But are, are you looking at Tomlinson as uh, as an option for the Dolphins?
1: Yeah, that certainly has to be an option that that um, makes, makes your ears perk when you think of Mike McDaniel's history with him. Uh, and he even brought him up one time last year. I was, uh, I was interviewing Mike McDaniel at owners meetings and um, uh, asking him about his confidence in Austin Jackson and Liam Eikenberg for, uh, if this was last year, so going into this past season. And, you know, he was still uh, on board with, with these guys and developing them, and Laken Tomlinson was actually the example he gave for the guy that, uh, that once was sort of written off in the same way on the offensive line and then they they stuck with him. They they developed him, and uh, he ended up getting another contract. He ends up getting a second contract. He was a Pro Bowler at one point. So now he is getting up there in age. He's over thirty, and um, and obviously the Jets had their struggles uh, the, this past year. But yeah, I mean that, that's definitely an option. And uh, now Isaiah Wentz coming off a, a season-ending injury as well. The Dolphins have three guards that are uh, in free agency, and and also the starting center coming off an ACL tear. So uh, yeah that that's someone i would look at the the that definitely um it, it catches my eye that lakin thompson becomes available and mike taneal has that pass with him
0: scheme man you know maybe this yep. uh, scheme is what fits him better and he's able to play uh better in this scheme all right so what's the agenda for the dolphins in your eyes this week at the combine
1: uh yeah as far as taking uh, out draft prospects or overall cuz obviously there's always so many uh, things going on uh in, in the background uh negotiations uh,
0: overall my brother draft picks they don't mean shit this week dude come on bro i've been at this for 30 years (laughs) all you're doing is running or watching them run around in shorts you might interview them but you're not picking them this week you're not doing anything with them this week so to me it's really about all the other stuff in the periphery the free agency trades possibly interest in other players that's really what the combine is all about the rest of the bullshit—it's really about injuries and interviews. That's what the combine is. I don't give a shit about you running the, the, uh, the mm-hmm. gauntlet, or you know, or whatever. I mean, give me a break, dude. Whether you run a strong forty or not, that doesn't mean shit to me. <laughs>
1: you know, you know, you know. And now, now, it's all now being here, yeah. mm-hmm. now being here three years, I, I kind of uh, feel like uh, they put all the prospects out to do all, all this uh, testing. Sort of as an excuse to get together. It's it's kind of like you know when you and your friends just find whatever like uh, oh uh, there's a heat game on tonight. Let's go to Flanagan's. You know, so something like that. Like just find an excuse to, for everyone you know, to come together.
0: You know what the college players are? This is what they are. When you go to a heat game, Bernie comes out with his little gun and he starts shooting shirts. The dog and pony show part of the game. That's what the players are running around in shorts. They're the T-shirts being shot into the crowd. You know, the actual game being played on the court, that's actually the GMs, the people talking to agents, talking about free agents, talking about their own free agents, talking about possible trades. That's the real combine, bro. That's what really goes on. The, The stuff running in shorts that's for the fans to gobble up that bullshit. Oh, this guy did 225 46 times. Wow. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. None of that means yeah. anything. Right.
1: Nope. And, they d- and they do take the information that they gather from his testing and the interviews, but they keep it in the back pocket because the draft isn't for another two months here. So the, the immediate needs is uh, coming up in, in a couple of weeks when free agency begins. Uh, the legal tampering period uh, that Monday, March 11th, and then a free agency officially begins uh, March 13th. So, uh, and a lot of your needs get settled in free agency before the draft. So then, your whole outlook on the draft could uh, could entirely change. Not to mention, uh, especially for the Dolphins, they could end up trading uh, high-end uh, draft picks, as Chris Greer is is known to do. So, um, if I'm looking at, as, as if I was within the Dolphins uh, on the docket. I'm looking at uh, the interior of the offensive line, what my plan is uh, on that front. Obviously, Wilkins on the defensive line is a high priority that uh, we've already spoken uh, about uh, ad nauseum here. Uh, so uh, s- settling on uh, securing him for, for the future, or if not, then uh, you're going to have a, a hole to fill with also Raquan Davis as a free agent. And then DBs now, because you have sa- two safeties that are free agents. You have Xavier Howard at cornerback, that you moved on from, that everyone knew you had to do, and uh, you're going to need some guys around Jalen Ramsey in secondary at edge rusher, or with where John Phillips and Bradley Chubb are uh, determining what you uh, what you need. If both of them are are starting the year on, on the, the PUP list and with Andrew Van Ginkle also a free agent, so uh, th- there's no shortage of, of things that the Dolphins need to uh, keep their eye on and, uh, and and really hone in on uh, here as, as you get toward uh, toward March, the middle of March, the new league year and free agency
0: like I like I've told people the combine is for this okay you have two linebackers you love this guy from Kansas you love this guy from Kansas state you love them equally right cuz you watch the film they're both good football players this that boom 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 okay now we get to the combine now you sit get to sit down and you get to have a conversation for 20 30 minutes with the guy and you find out this guy's dumb as bricks and his interests are stupid shit. And then you find out this guy, his IQ is really high. And he reads uh, philosophy. And he's into this, that. And he's really smart. And you're like, okay, same guys. All right, let's go with the smarter guy. Um, two guys even. You love these two left tackles. One's from USC. The other one's from UCLA. And you're like, okay, well, all right. We love them both. Now let's go through the medicals. Ah, this guy's got a right knee that's been scoped twice. it has got some cartilage missing. This other guy's clean. We like them both the same. Let's go with the guy that's a little healthier. That's what the combine is all about. That's where you find out about a player. I love this quarterback, and I love that quarterback. And they're both about the same. Now you sit down. And one answers all your questions, can decipher every defense. The other guy needs help. And then that's that's what ends up happening, you know, in the process. Jared Goff. It was Jared Goff and who was the other one at the top of the top? Carson, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. I so uh, I know some people in the Rams. And um, the Rams interviewed both guys. You know who they took, right? OK, they they go and they and the offensive coordinator comes down and starts to interview him and starts to put out a defense, this, that. And and Jared Goff answers all the questions to a tee About what this defense is doing, what that defense is doing, this, that and and uh, and Wentz struggled with it. Right. So they end up taking. Uh, 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 what's it called? Golf over Wentz because of the IQ session of deciphering defenses. They liked them both equally, but they wanted golf in the end because of that.
1: Yeah, it, it's those kind of tiebreakers. that I think is kind of what you're getting at in in making these decisions. And, and, and sure, I, I mean, you never know. You know,
0: that's what went on with the Rams. The Rams were like, no, mm-hmm. we got we got to get golf that's the guy we wanted cuz he his memory apparently was impeccable like they like apparently the coordinator would put the stuff out have him watch it for a second then take it all down and then he'd he'd be able to put it right back up again and run the play and go exactly where he needed to go and it was one of those things that they he they were more impressed by his, the Q&A session with golf than they were with Carson Wentz and that's a fact and so yeah. the, these are things that go on and this is what the combine is. The shit that they put on for you on the NFL network, bro, that's just to get ratings and keep the, the football in the, you know, the NFL in, in in the headlines. And that's what that shit is for. That's all. You know what I mean? And fans then clamor to go out there and watch. Are they still doing that, by the way? Where they give a section to the fans to come out? Are they still doing that shit?
1: Even I'm know. not sure. We'd, we'd, yeah, we'd have to find out once uh, once it actually goes down. Um, yeah. yeah. And actually, uh, to, to your point, <laughs> um, I so this is now my third combine. I, I assumed going into the first one, well, I, I knew, you know, you had to get all the, the scoop on what's going on going into free agency in, in a couple of weeks, but – Uh, and the networking aspect and everything like that. But I assumed you actually do go to watch drills going into the first one. And then I found out very quickly that is uh, not even a little bit of what you do as a media member uh, covering the combine.
0: I never go to the stadium. I go to the stadium to record the coach. The first day or second day, usually they talk for the Dolphins. And the first, second day, I find out what time, okay, I'm going to – I'll go to the stadium, I'll record that, and I never go back again, bro. Never go back again. You know why? In the morning, while while they're all stuck there and doing all their little interviews and all that, I'm out on the streets trying to find agents who are hanging out. They're hanging out in hotels and lobbies. That's a little tip for you, by the way. They're hanging out in oh, hotels yeah. lobbies, bars all over the place, while all, most of the media is stuck in those rooms interviewing the college guys. And I get that they've got to do that because they've got articles coming up for the draft a couple months from now. And they're going to use a lot of that material. So, dude, I understand that. But if you really want to network, you can network while you're doing that instead of being there. You know what I'm saying? If you don't need all that draft stuff, which you do, unfortunately, you have to get that stuff because you're going to write stories a month from now or two months from now about a certain tight end or offensive lineman that you ended up talking to in the combine. And now you can use that stuff. so you know there's a lot of pre-planning that goes on with the combine for you guys, but it's really more about networking. It's really more about finding out information. Most media members that are smart and are and are experienced, they don't give a shit about what goes on in the stadium at all,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, for, for viewers who uh, don't have sort of uh, an idea of what, what the combine is like in downtown Indianapolis, so uh, at least these days, I don't know if they used to have it at the stadium uh, somewhat. But, yeah, all the testing goes on in Lucas Oil Stadium. But me, this is my third combine, and in my first two years, I have not stepped foot inside of Lucas Oil Stadium yet. So uh, it's, it, it's the um, Indiana Convention Center. It's right across the street from it, huge building, and uh, that's where they have all these interviews that you end up seeing on TV, the coaches, the GMs, later in, in the week, uh, all the prospects at different positions uh, speak, and then there's a media workroom uh, for us as well. So yeah, that's kind of where we're locked in. Uh, a lot of during the day for for those of us that have to write, you know, on daily articles and things like that, and conduct interviews, go up upstairs, downstairs, all of that. And then uh, a lot of the networking ends up, at least for us uh, that are working during the day, uh, has to happen at night. So going out at night, and uh, you, you you really barely sleep because you get up the next morning and uh, you got some more uh, prospect interviews. And then uh, stay up late at night, uh, just seeing who you run into uh, out at the bars, the restaurants, the hotel lobbies, everything else.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, that's really what it, what it ends up being about is more about finding out all of that. Um, is there a you know last yesterday? I would Im- I would imagine that I put this list out: Cedric Wilson, Robbie Chosen, Tyler Croft, Jeff Wilson. I think may not return Christian Wilkins. Jerome Baker, Melvin Ingram, Eli Apple. Any other names that you may not expect to return?
1: All right, so so tell me uh, who you said
0: again. Yeah, I said uh, uh, Cedric Wilson, Robbie Chosen, Tyler Croft, Jeff Wilson, Christian Wilkins, Jerome Baker, Melvin Ingram, Eli Apple, besides, of course, the cuts that they just made with X and uh, and Ogball.
1: Yeah, um. I think there would probably be a decision to make between Deshaun Elliott and Brandon Jones for for Anthony Weaver as far as uh, keeping one of those safeties next to Javon Holland. And I know you you know you're sneaking in Christian Wilkins on me in that list. And, and we we've already changed. I know that that's that's your take on it. I have him uh, coming back, so uh, we'll see uh, what what that ends up uh, being. Who ends up being right on, on that one? Um, so yeah, I would think uh, between the, the safeties, you have to get one of those in and then uh, and then the other ones out. And then, uh, yeah, and obviously, yeah, you did not have Andrew Van Ginkle, so I have him coming back as yeah. well. So, yeah, I think that that's a home run that you have to hit him. And you did not have Robert Hunt there, right? So you have the Dolphins bring, bringing him back.
0: Oh, yeah. in fact, yeah. In fact, if Wilkins does not get tagged and he gets released or they don't come to an agreement with him, I could see Rob Hunt getting the tag and the money that gets freed up for – for uh, X, that's what they use to then give him that contract. The flexibility they have, they use for free agency or any trades or any other guys that they need to sign. I could see a Rob Hunt getting tagged and then reworking that deal in June because they have up until like June something right to rework that deal. Correct? If I if I'm if I'm right for if you tag him. You have to, like oh,
1: uh, Wilkins or Wilkins or Hunt, or whoever gets tagged. Yeah.
0: I mean, right. Hunt. I mean, Hunt. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, right, right. You yeah. have to like June something. So, right around when you get that right. money, that's where you can use that money for Hunt, is what you Yeah. Can
1: do. Yeah. So. That's a possibility. Uh, another thing uh, I'm thinking that we had to mention his name in that list is Connor Williams. And he, oh. you know, Drew Rosenhaus, was, uh, was on uh, uh, this past week saying uh, that he expects. Uh, him to to wait in free agency now. Post- really, June one money.
0: Really, wait, wait, wait for what? The money to dry up. The <laughs> well, up? yeah. Come on, well, said no, that, but this dude. could work
1: for the Dolphins. This could work for the Dolphins exactly, because they exactly. get those June one money.
0: I know, but it sounds like it's, it's 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 it sounds like really creative bullshit on his part. But if you really know what's going on, you can't wait in free agency, dude. The yeah, money. you should but. The options dry up. People make their plans. They go get their centers. They don't need you anymore. They're going to move on, bro. But mm. well, there's a lot, lot of know.
1: uncertainty with Connor Williams coming off that ACL.
0: So, And that plays, and you said it, that plays right into I, I was like, when he said that, I laughed my ass off right there. And then I said, oh, my God, this <laughs> is great for the Dolphins. This is fantastic. You want to wait? Okay, good. The Dolphins won't be competing against anybody for your services. Freaking fantastic, bro. Love it.
1: And then later in the same day, that's when, uh, when the news comes out that or Xavier Howard is uh, told that uh, he will be uh, released at the start of the new league year as a post-June 1 cut. So then June, that money comes in, and if Connor Williams is waiting that long, then uh, there you have it. That I- could work right into everyone's hands.
0: So you, uh, you're trying to find out about Derrick Henry or Patrick Queen? Yeah, yeah. The,
1: the those uh, those are two uh, uh, high uh, high priority uh, items uh, around here. Um, so yeah, I mean Derrick Henry is, uh, I I mean I think the Titans might be trying to work something up but, I, but for Derek, on Derrick Henry's perspective,
0: um, he's he ain't going back. He ain't going right. Right. He he wants to go to a contender. They're not yeah. a contender right now. They're they're rebuilding in Tennessee. They're not a contender. He's not they could try to want to work anything they want but um, yeah. He's going to leave. He, he has to leave. It's time for him to go and go somewhere where he has a chance to actually really win. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he thought he was going to get it's drafted years ago. Yeah. So Maybe right. uh, Miami's a good place for him. Grass, no tax state, uh, good offense. So yeah.
1: the, the need for a power short yardage runner.
0: Yeah, yeah. And track down Patrick Queen's agent, too. See what he's – because, you know, good Mike Mike McDaniel ain't going to give you guys shit in free agency cuz he can. not <laughs> He can't say anything. Oh well, yeah, yeah, you can't. Right, right. He can't say anything. So, you got to try and track down those agents. And yeah. See what's going on? All right? Good so. Call. Good call. We'll catch you up on Friday, my friend. You tell us the dirt. Yes, okay? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> All right. Good. All right, Welton Realm, we love talking about, you know, Jeff Welt right now. Jeff Welt is like if you if you meet Jeff Welt, I just want you to know that he permanently has a smile on his face the entire time, okay? And that happens to all of us when our crypto bags are just exploding. And whether it's his Ethereum, his Bitcoin bag, his Pendle bag, whatever it is, my man, Jeff Walt is killing it. And so is Daniel Rayom. They are the best in the business, 954-966-4646, folks. If, unfortunately, you're dealing with bankruptcy issues, homeowner property damage, condo damage, criminal defense, business owner claims, commercial litigation, personal injury, please call Jeff Walton, Daniel Rayom, 954-966-4646. They can take care of you. The consultation is completely free. And even if you don't need a lawyer right now, with the new uh, laws that uh, DeSantis passed, he gave the, the, the businesses, the corporations, the edge over us the consumer so more importantly now than ever you better have the right lawyers and i saw these guys in action and they crushed progressive so please give them a ring 954-966-4646